gather around the Advent wreath today, knowing that we all sometimes fall short of who God calls us to be. We are thankful for the example of Christ who shows us how to live and who works in the world to bring peace. God is truly our light at the end of the tunnel. Hear these words from the prophet Isaiah. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government will be upon his shoulder, and his, his name will be called Wonderful, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end upon, upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. We light this candle to proclaim the coming of the light of God into the world. With the coming of this light, there is peace. For Christ is called the Prince of Peace. Christ called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. The presence of Christ, our God, with us, is a source of peace for us day by day. Found in your order of service. 
God of power and mercy, you call us once again to celebrate the coming of your Son. Remove those things that hinder love of you, that when he comes, he may find us waiting in awe and wonder for him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let your spirit come, fall upon me now. Let your spirit come, fall upon us now. Let your Us now. Come and make us whole. Let your spirit come. Fall upon me now. Let your spirit come. scripture from the prophet Isaiah. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak dearly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received her Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cried out, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall be made level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice cries out, a voice says, cry out, and I said, what shall I cry? All people grass, their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities, Judah, here is your Lord God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense is before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms, and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead the mother sheep. 
Hear these words from the Gospel of Mark. The beginning of the good news was of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people of the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and felt honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. That Bob the Builder, the children's TV show that was on in the early 2000s, was a bad influence for his kids. Not because it was a bad, a bad show, actually it's a very good show. It encourages cooperation, socialization, and the ability of people to fix what is broken. Something that we all need in these broken times. No, the bad influence that Bob the Builder's projects always came in under budget, ahead of time, and of sterling quality. And if you know anything about the Iron Triangle, which says that between cheap, fast, and good pick two at best, well, you know how implausible it is to get all three. And this man said that his son would look at his work, then he would look to Bob, and then he would look to his work again, and he would just shake his head in disappointment. In many ways, our world is defined by human constructions. We build immense bridges, spiraling towers, islands made to look like palm trees from space just for, for fun. Buildings that would have taken generations upon generations to build a few hundred years ago are now finished in, in months or at most years. So then we can we imagine fantastic God's promises spoken through the prophet Isaiah to make the mountains low and the valleys high, the rough places level. How crazy those those promises must have felt to folks about power tools and construction machinery. That's not to say that massive construction projects were out of the realm of possibility. Let us remember that the pyramids of Giza were some 2,000 years old by the time of our first reading today. 2,000 years old by the time of our first reading. But those pyramids were designed to separate out the deified pharaohs, the godlike pharaoh from mere mortals. And they probably worked. So while doing such earth moving, especially in the hilly Judean wilderness, is a possible, albeit expensive, task for us, back then it must have seemed a task only possible to God. But then again, lots of things are like that now. 
perhaps it made those mountains high and those valley lows no more insurmountable than an end to a pandemic felt in those very, very early scary days of spring and summer. But with the vaccine not just on the horizon, but currently being distributed in the United Kingdom, and God willing, within a couple of weeks here, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Experts hope that millions of, of doses will be distributed in to the highest risk individuals, healthcare workers, and people in, in long-term care facilities by the end of January. And that once again, God willing, that enough people will, will have been vaccinated by May that we will have achieved some level of herd immunity. The problem is that there's still a lot of tunnel until we're out. And as is the case with tunnels, the only way out is through. Though the tunnel is still painful, at least light is there. The light was there for the Judean people who had heard this good word from Isaiah. Now last week we talked a little bit about Isaiah and about how scholars believe Isaiah was likely more of a tradition or a collective than a single author, something like Carolyn Keene of the Nancy Drew books written to multiple authors and in the same voice. This week's readings are the first words from what we might call the second Isaiah, distinguished from the original Isaiah of the first 39 chapters. That Isaiah was writing before the fall of Jerusalem and the exile of Jewish leaders and many, many of the people from Judea into Babylon and modern-day Iraq. This writer was writing a little bit after. He had seen firsthand the pain and exile, the dislocation from their homes and culture that his people had faced. It was then that the light at the end of the tunnel appeared. In our passage today, God declares that the time of punishment is over. The people and the city had paid the price twice over in death and destruction. Indeed, what was to happen now was that they would be tested, not in, through destruction, but in preparation for the presence of God to come and dwell with them. This prophecy tells us that the preparation will not happen in the big city, not in the center of secular and religious power, but in the place of desolation. It is there in the wilderness that even the earth itself will be prepared for the coming of our God. It is there that we learn about the beauty that exists in the abandoned places where we will learn about the fragility of human life as we are like a field of flowers, blown this way and that by the winds of life. We have learned that things change quickly, that the grass withers, the flowers fade. Where there was love in a relationship, there is only indifference 
where there was friendship, only disdain. Where there was vitality, only slow death. The church that was so vibrant is no longer quite so bright. But we know about that around here. This church has been through a lot. I think we can all admit that. that. Not just now in 2020, but, but in 2019 and 2018 and, and even before that. Yet we, and honestly mostly you, have come through them. Those who had to left, and those who could stayed. Through a lot of hard work, some time, and a good interim minister, and a hope for a new beginning, there is now a light at the end of our tunnel, too. Or rather, as Daphne reminded us this morning, there was always a light at the end of our tunnel. For that was Jesus Christ. This painting right here, done by Mafa Community, one of the Mafa paintings, Cat Maroon. For Jesus Christ is our hope and peace. Yet because of our turmoil, pain, and struggle that we endured, that light may have been obscured. The greatest thing I can aspire to as your pastor to do is to help us all see that light more and more, both in our church and in our lives, with the hope that one day it will live permanently in our hearts. Because I don't think it's a stretch for us to realize that Isaiah isn't really talking about a giant construction project but a much more difficult landscape to transform the human heart. The great hymn that ends our Christmas Eve services, Joy to the World, commands us, let every heart prepare him room. In that spirit, let the valleys and pains in our hearts be lifted up so that they are as tall as the mountaintops. Let the mountains of isolation in our hearts be made low so that we are accessible and capable of giving and receiving love. And may we find God's peace, the comfort beyond our comfort in our unity and in our wholeness. Amen.
search even when they don't realize it. We cry out today for a live and present word from you. As our season of discontent approaches the day of your coming, we pray that you would speak to us in the graceful ways that you know best. Open our eyes that have been closed by fear and blinded by self-pity that we may see you even in the anxieties and uncertainties that beset our days and threaten overwhelm us like a cloud of darkness. Help us to see that amid the hustle and bustle of this holiday time, a time of crowded stores and rude shoppers, impatient drivers and frayed generosity, that you have become incarnate, sanctifying the smallest tasks of love generosity, and kindness that we are enabled by your grace to perform. We think of the, need, of the needs of others at this time, O Lord, and we are embarrassed by our selfishness. 
May the answer to our prayers begin with us to redeem the times. Bring to all those who are in need the alleviation of their poverty or comfort for their minds and spirits. Enable us to do what we can to help them, to share our own happiness and prosperity, to provide a listening ear or friendly word, to do errands or acts of kindness. But let us not be content so long as conditions exist that foster huge distress from generation to generation through the repetition of ignorance and disease. We pray that the promise of your birth, that peace shall be on earth, may soon be fulfilled, both in our troubled hearts and in our troubled world. Come to us, Lord, for we need your presence in our own lives. We pray especially for those who, who are dear to us who are sick, or troubled, or unsure, or who are near the hour of their death. Comfort, comfort your people, and fill each heart with your love. We pray for the world into which you came, and which you still love. Touch us anew with the hope that is the heritage of those who love you and trust your promises. Through Jesus Christ, who is the joy of those who are happy, and the comfort of those who mourn. Amen. This table is open to all who confess Jesus as the Christ and seek to follow Christ's way. Come to the sacred table not because you must, but because you may. Come not because you are fulfilled, but because in your emptiness you stand in need of God's mercy and assurance. Come not to express an opinion, but to seek a presence and pray for a spirit. Come to the table then, sisters and brothers, as you are. Partake and share. It is spread for you and me that we might again know that God has come to us, shared our common lot, and invited us to join the people of God's new age. Let us pray together the prayer of confession as was found in your order of service. God of the future, you are, you are coming, coming in power to bring all, all nations under your rule. We confess that we have not expected your kingdom, for we live casual lives, ignoring your promised judgment. We accept lies as truth, exploit neighbors, abuse the earth, and refuse your justice and peace. In your mercy, give us. 
Grant, grant us wisdom, wisdom to welcome your way, your way and to and seek things that will endure when Christ, Christ comes to judge the world. Amen. Amen. Let us take, take a moment of silent prayer and confession. Now hear the assurance of pardon. The prophet Isaiah tells us, the wilderness will rejoice, the dry land will blossom, the people of God will return with joy and singing. In, In the, the name, name of Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ, we, we are forgiven. Now let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. How can I thank you, O God, for the sun and moon and stars, for breath and life and all things good, for your steadfast promise and your faithful love? For the day that is surely coming, when all things will be made new. With saints and angels and with whole creation, we join the ancient and eternal hymn. give you thanks, holy God, for Jesus, your living word, to baptize us with spirit and fire, who came to feed the hungry, to humble the mighty, and to announce the good news of your coming realm. With thanksgiving, we remember how, when the hour had came, Jesus took his place at the table with the apostles. He said to them, I will not eat this Passover again until it fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the supper, he took a cup, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. 
With thanks and praise, we offer ourselves to you, sharing this holy meal, remembering Christ dying and rising, and praying. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us, this bread, this cup, these people, Christ's body and blood given in love for the world. Make us one in the Spirit, one in the Church, and one with Christ our Lord. Make us gentle, joyful, thankful people, serving our neighbors, worshiping you alone. Keep us in the peace of Christ until you gather us at your table in glory. Even now, a voice is crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor are yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen.
Let us now pray together our prayer of thanksgiving found in your order of service. Gracious and abundant God, even as we wait for the fulfillment of your creation, you meet us in Christ at this table, in this meal. We thank you for feeding us with the bread of life and quenching our thirst with the cup of salvation. Now send us out into the world by the power of your Holy Spirit to share your life and salvation with all who meet. Amen. And now I invite you to rise as you are willing and able to sing or pray our final hymn, There's a Voice in the Wilderness Call.
May the God of peace and the peace of God be with you always. Amen.